It's August 3rd, 2016, and it's Wednesday in our Wednesday Wide World of Comics here on The Paulist, a daily comics analysis podcast. I'm Tuply on Twitter at T-W-O-P-L-A-I, or you can email me at Tuply at gmail.com. And every day we pick a comic and we do analysis of that comic um, from the varied worlds of sometimes superhero comics, sometimes small press or graphic novel um, type books, or like today we talk about the wide world of comics on Wednesdays. And today I'm going to talk about my new comic book day picks, um, my pull list, and then I'm also going to talk about a book called Mycroft. Um, Mycroft Holmes and the Apocalyptic um, Handbook, <laughs> which is published by Titan and uh, comes out um, today on Wednesday. Um, and I should say that um, uh, Wednesday uh, is a day when I usually talk about things from the broader world of comics, um, global comics, web comics, newspaper comics, that kind of thing. So I don't usually talk about a single issue of a... Um, you know, a direct market type comic like I am today. But um, there's some things that are so unique and so interesting about Mycroft Holmes and the Apocalypse Handbook that I just couldn't resist. <laughs> so here we are talking about it today. Um, I'll get to that a little bit later on in the episode. Um, yeah, I think today I'm going to start by talking about my new comic book day picks. And then I'll run through that pretty quickly and uh, pretty quickly get to Mycroft. Um, but for those who need a little bit of enticement to stick around, Mycroft is um, uh, written by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, NBA all-time NBA scoring leader, uh, recent speaker at the Demo Democratic National Convention, and just one of the most fascinating figures in our um, American culture today, I think. Uh, and so we'll talk a little bit about Kareem and Mycroft after we cover the new comic book day books. So, um, uh, as you may know, the pull list uh, is named after the pull list, which is something that comics obsessives do. We're going to talk a lot about obsessives today, but comics obsessives do, and um, they go to a shop and they um, they keep a pull list. They tell the shops the the books that they want to um, pull, and that's what a pull list um, means, and uh, and that's what the pull list is named after. Um, it's also a way for me to take a um, horizontal slice I'd say of what's happening right now in the chronology of comics and um, to talk about the broader industry and so I want to talk about some of the books that I'm looking forward to this week um, in Valiant the um, the crossover 4001 AD is um, coming out with some of its issues including the Exo Man of War and the Bloodshot um, ones which those are two of the Valiant titles that I'm um, a little more fond of and that I've followed a little bit more um, it's actually the second printing. Uh, I stand corrected. Um, I usually pick up um, Valiant titles in trade. I will talk about one one of these days in the um, Tuesday trade paperback. Um, but um, the 4001 AD uh, event I've seen a little bit of, and it seems good. Valiant does a really good job of doing their crossovers, and my theory is because they um, keep things really tight and small. Um, and what's interesting to me to see is that... Um, as the universe has grown bigger and a little bit more diverse in terms of the kinds of stories that they're telling, um, the the crossovers haven't, to me, they haven't um, really suffered. 
what they do is they just decide who is relevant to cross over and who isn't, and then they do it with that. And uh, and you know they do some strange things with chronology and time, but um, I think they do a pretty decent job. I think they've done a, a nice job of all of their crossovers recently. Um, I also want to highlight the fact that, well, a few volumes of important manga like Assassination Classroom and Attack and Titan are coming out um, if you are um, a manga follower. Um, also, I want to point out that Tomorrow's has um, a, a magazine called Draw. I love reading Draw. Um, Draw 32 is out this week. There's a, a really long interview with Jamal Eigel, artist of um, Molly Danger, that I really enjoyed. And then they talked to Howard Porter. And Howard Porter is, of course, uh, you know, I, I came to um, enjoy Howard, Howard Porter from his time on JLA with um, Grant Morrison. But she's just done a ton of different work. And, um, and so I'm interested to read that. Um, and Draw always is really insightful, not just about create, not just about artists, but also about art itself. Um, I learned a ton about comics art from, from reading Draw. Um, that, my friends, was a water break. <laughs> I just took a drink of water. Other books that I'm um, looking out for, um, and these from a couple of different publishers, but again, they just kind of show spectrum. They kind of show how many different kinds of comics are out there right now. Um, I'm reading, uh, okay, so Fresh Romance, the graphic novel, is out. Um, Giant Days, number 17, is out. Uh, Hot Damn, number four or five. Jonesy, number five. Jughead, number eight. Um, as I'm going to talk about today, Mycroft, number one, um, and then um, Strawberry Shortcake, number four. Um, yes, those are all comics that I'm reading. <laughs> and one of these days on this podcast, I'll report about how those are going. Strawberry Shortcake is um, not, I'm not reading that ironically. I'm reading it with my daughter. Um, the others, I think, are just um, kind of fun and interesting. Um, March book three is out, and I'm going to talk about that on Friday, but that is a very long-awaited finale to the March trilogy that, um, yeah, like I said, I'm going to talk about it on Friday, but I think the list of books that I just rattled off, um, you know, from Fresh Romance through just kind of goes to show that, um, man, comics are telling a lot of very different kinds of stories that are appealing to a lot of very different kinds of audiences and that's something I continue to be excited about when I go and look at the comic shelf the comic rack um, uh, and then <laughs> I kind of turn to image and I don't uh, I just talked about um, shutter uh, volume 4 in the in yesterday's episode um, you can check that out um, and I said in that episode uh, I talked about how much I love image I do I do love image um, I'm a Berkeley guy, so I get to occasionally walk by the office of Image and <laughs> stare at the building and think, hmm, I bet Eric Stevenson is in there. I wonder what he's doing. Um, but um, walk by because it's on my route, not because I'm a crazy stalker. Um, but um, I do get the feeling sometimes that some of the um, repetition of kinds of books in Image are starting to wear, not just on me, but on the readership. Um, but 
like I said about Shudder, I think there's some a lot of really good books that are in the later end of their run, and I hate to neglect those. Fuse number 20 is out, and I talked last time about Fuse um, and how much I love that book. Black Science 23 is out, um, you know, continuing on the Remender Camp. Low 15 is out. That's a great story. Um, Tokyo Ghost number 9 is has been, has been really good, and um, I like that book. Trees 14 um, with Ellis's is out uh paper girls eight and so it just kind of reminds me that there's a lot of good stuff that um, image is continuing to publish and creators are continuing to produce i haven't been reading midnight of the soul because i'm not a big howard jaken guy i um, haven't been reading citizen jack which comes out in trade haven't been reading peter milligan's the discipline um yeah uh but uh oh and the fourth volume of deadly class is out so going full remender <laughs> um but i think that um it's true it is true image has um dipped a little bit and um i'm curious to see where it will go and i look at the list of books that i mentioned previously you know your jonesies and your um your uh, giant days and your march and i just wonder if image would be a little more intrepid to invite a little more of a different set of voices um you know actually it's seeing that they're publishing octopus pie and, and then blue monday um meredith grand uh in the first and then um uh Clugston flores i think is is the blue monday creator that's that's cool i mean they've always done that kind of stuff but i think headlining it a little bit more would be cool to me for image to do um from dark horse the new lady killer is out um it's dark <laughs> <laughs> um lady killer two number one is dark and um yeah it still looks really great joel jones is a great artist um i don't know the story is vicious and <laughs> i don't know i loved lady killer one i enjoy joel jones her work just like leila del duca's work and just like emma rios's work hangs on my wall because i admire it but oh, it's so gruesome um, and then uh, Bounty Number 2 from Dark Horse is also out. Um, for Marvel and DC, I'm uh, continuing to follow the secret, I mean, the, yeah, the Civil War of the, the second, <laughs> Civil War 2, <II. laughs> um, through, um, let's see, I'll be picking up um, the Iron Man, I'll be picking up the, the little Kingpin miniseries that's been going on, um, less related i'll be reading uh, moon knight and uh, silk and punisher and spidey um and uh oh i'm also reading squadron supreme which is rolled into civil war as well as the uncanny inhumans that's there too um but there is a spider-man by todd mcfarlane omnibus coming out and i was kind of resisting that because i was i'm trying to be frugal um i don't know i don't know if i can do it i don't know if i can resist um, Todd McFarlane's Spider-Man is what got me into superhero comics. I'll say it that way. I'll say that. Um, I was, I liked him already. I read a few characters. But the Todd McFarlane Spider-Man was my first all-in obsession. <laughs> Especially to a creator in, uh, in superhero comics. Um, DC Vertigo, um, 
they're also just kind of continuing the rebirth train. Um, the rebirth issue this week is Suicide Squad. I've never been a big fan of Suicide Squad. I don't even honestly even know if I'm going to see that movie. Um, but uh, Superman 4 is out. Sheriff of Babylon continues on. Number 9. Unfollow is out. Um, I've liked um, Green Arrow. That's coming to issue 4. Batman is going to issue 4. You know, I've heard a lot of... Um, discontent about batman about tom king's batman i I, honestly i think that what he's doing is so different that i don't feel like i'm ready to judge it yet either that i that it's awesome and great or that's terrible um some people have sort of said that you know they don't know what this is or what what exactly they're dealing with here i think that's kind of the point i i give tom king enough credit as a writer um because of stuff like sheriff of babylon and vision and omega men and um everything that he's done I give him enough credit as a writer that I assume, you know, actually, I wonder if it's because I've, I read Grayson and I liked Grayson that I'm sort of, I feel like there's something similar in the tone of that in Batman and what Tom King is doing in Batman. And so that to me gives, let lets me give a little bit more rope maybe than others are giving it. I don't know. Um, and then also, oh, again, with Vertigo, I'm reading Art Ops. Art Ops 10 is out. So that's my list. That's my Paul list um, for New Comic Week Day, August 3rd. Um, it's also my father's birthday. Happy birthday, Dad. He's never going to listen to this. Okay. <laughs> so um, a bit. that's a bit about the wide world of comics, and that brings us to um, Mycroft. Mycroft Holmes, if you don't know, is the brother of Sherlock Holmes, and Sherlock Holmes fans are, um, you know, like Trekkies or like Star Wars fans or like Game of Thrones fans or whatever, Sherlock Holmes fans are are hardcore, um, and I am one of them. <laughs> I um, remember reading Sherlock Holmes. Uh, I was at a bookstore. I was really into detectives vaguely. Um, I really like Dick Tracy. I was at a bookstore. Um, a a um, I was gonna say Barnes and Noble, but that's not even right. I think it, it was Walden Books or something <laughs> before they shut down. And they were selling this complete collection of Sherlock Holmes stories, you know, reprinted the original from the Strand. And I, for $3, I begged my parents to buy it. And I just brought that heavy book with me everywhere. Um, and what I'm told, uh, or what I've given to understand, is that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, very similar. Uh, when he started his NBA career, he spent a lot of time on the road. And somebody gave him, um, you know, collection or a bunch of uh, Sherlock Holmes books. And, you know, see, as he tells it, there's a lot of time on the road as an NBA player. Now, I know that other players on his team <laughs> were um, spending a lot of that time on the road um, having a good time. <laughs> but Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, um, born Luol Cinder um, to a jazz trumpeter from the Harlem Renaissance and who um, grew up and, you know, went to UCLA and, uh, you know, under John Wooden was it just a you know, uh, NCAA champion and sort of um, in the public eye, you know, uh, himself caused the NCAA to ban dunking, um, uh, converted to Islam as a, I think, as a college freshman. Um, just a weird guy. Um, always was, always has been. A little bit aloof. Um, so brilliant so brilliant and i you know brilliant because of the skyhook brilliant because of 
you know, this scoring output over his whatever 20 plus year NBA career. I think it was 20 plus years. And brilliant because he was just he he's just is an incredibly smart guy who I think in some senses was the anti-magic. You know, Magic Johnson was the public face, the big smile, the um showtime, you know, engine. <laughs> um Kareem was boring. <laughs> basketball and yet so consistent and such a winner and um calculated and uh and and i think maybe wrongly um accused of being cold he i don't think he was a cold person at all i think he's a very passionate person he just doesn't wear it on his sleeve the way that um uh you know somebody like magic or even larry bird did um if you can't tell not only was i a sherlock holmes nerd but um i'm also a huge basketball nerd <laughs> and um and so uh i just think that kareem abdul jabbar so um a couple things to say about kareem um in his retirement i think he's always wanted a basketball job um coaching or whatever or i think he's mentioned it before and has sort of been passed over for what seems like mostly personality issues or personality judgments um and maybe that's not what's been best for him which is kind of interesting and cool because instead i think he's been a lot of other things uh i think uh he was uh, declared a cultural ambassador by uh, hillary clinton um he uh you know earlier in his life he was involved in the um the uh black power um protests of the uh, olympic games uh, organized by by Harry Edwards, who was actually a, a professor of mine at at Berkeley. Um, he uh, you know he he's written books, including a book about um, Mycroft, the the character. Earlier, I'll get to who Mycroft is in a second, but um, he's just a fascinating, a super well read, not easy to contain or put in a box kind of person, and I like that about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and. Um, it's such an interesting thing that he's writing this Mycroft comic. So um, Titan tends to publish a lot of, you know, licensed characters and licensed works or to uh, import a lot of work from um, other countries. And I have to admit, I, I, I mean, I'm not a big Doctor Who guy, so I don't read that. Um, some of the video game and movie adaptations are, are related to media that I don't read a lot. So um, as much as there are a few things from Titan that I enjoy, occasionally tank girl or something like that i'm not a heavy reader of titan comics but um this was just too fascinating a combination for me to pass up um he's such a thoughtful guy kareem is and wrote a novel about um mycroft holmes uh co-authored with somebody else uh, i can't remember i think waterhouse was the name and then and now is doing this comic and um and to come to mycroft and then i'll try to thread some of this together in a second mycroft is a character that um sir arthur, arthur conan doyle the um author of the original sherlock holmes stories uh, introduced along the way and mycroft is a fascinating character because sherlock is so interesting because he's like you know beyond batman level smart right but mycroft is his older brother who sherlock himself attests uh and you know how arrogant sherlock is so this must be true a test is actually smarter than he is. Uh, he actually goes to Mycroft to ask him for, you know, to consult with him for 
for Sherlock Holmes type advice because he's so smart. And the difference, however, is that he's just not motivated to be the kind of detective that Sherlock is. Sherlock is constantly aroused um, in his curiosity. Mycroft would rather sit in his club um, smoking a cigarette and drinking and uh, reading the newspaper and, and talking in the parlor room with the other gents. And, uh, of course, part of the backstory later filled in is that he's actually quite involved in you know, spy work or something like that for the queen or something. Um, but, um, so, you know, I think, um, what, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did is found this fascinating character, this fascinating figure inside the Sherlock Holmes story that he loved so much, um, decided to give him a bit of an origin story to play up the setting of Victorian England and the kind of stories that you tell in that, era victorian era mystery um story and then to um to grab onto the steampunk train <laughs> and um throw mycroft in and um make himself a big old mystery um t together with and i should mention these other creators luis guerrero simon boland um but primarily raymond obstfeld and joshua Cassara. and this is my first complaint of the book which is that they're all credited on the title page, but I have no idea what their roles are. Um, I have no idea if all four of them sat with Kareem while he <laughs> narrated the story and then they magically conjured the comic, or if one of them is the letterer and the other is the penciler or whatever. So, um, yeah, maybe it's ambiguous on purpose. But anyway, um, maybe Kareem did the penciling. Maybe Kareem's a really good letterer. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. He's meticulous and fast. Um, <laughs> but um, Mycroft, um, the first issue, it's um, I, it's what you expect. I mean, I, I don't know what to make of it yet. I, I think the story, more of the story needs to be told, um, which is almost a cop-out. But um, it's, it's a pretty typical, but cap competently done. I mean, you know, if you handed this to me and you said a, a professional comics writer wrote this um and then i read it i'd say yeah a professional comics writer wrote this a one who is maybe as good or maybe better than um the typical titan adaptation uh writer um you know and i'd i'd buy that and then if you said afterwards that it, that the writer was kareem abdul jabbar i'd look at you like you were crazy because why would he be writing a Minecraft Holmes comic but he is and uh so it's, it is it is very capably written um there's evidence of research um some of the references i don't know if he's dumbing down the references a little bit because he assumes a different uh, a comics reader or if he just is you know there's just a, a lot of mona lisa shakespeare you know like you um you don't know any artistic deep cuts <laughs> you only know what everybody else knows in the common culture but anyway um yeah and it's some intrigue in a story and there's a little bit of um sexy sexy times with a woman and sherlock shows up and um mysterious masked um thing going on that turns out to be a trick um really no spoilers here <laughs> um there's much more to be revealed um i I'm so interested in what's to come of it. Um, I think most of all, what I'm interested in is, is you know, and he headlines the book, so I think this is intentional, but Kareem is just a fascinating figure to me because I've said the word fascinating about him probably a hundred times in this book um, because 
he is so different. Um, in a in a world, a basketball playing world, where you you so many of the choices are made by a strong culture around you. Uh, he's just resisted that at every turn because he had to, because he had to be himself. And um, I think his speech at the Democratic National Convention was hilarious and full of character. Um, but he basically said, you know, I'm Michael Jordan. <laughs> and then he said, you know, uh, Trump wouldn't know the difference. Uh, that was his sort of zinger. Um, I, I can't imagine. Well, I, I don't know about Donald Trump, but I just nobody can <laughs> mistake Michael Jordan for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. There's something, again, almost antithetical about, um, I mean, both players obviously super disciplined. But in some ways, I kind of wonder if Kareem is Sherlock and um, uh, Michael Jordan or Magic would be more like Mycroft. You know, there's something about Sherlock that was obsessive obsessively devoted to his craft um and mycroft also obsessively devoted but i know would would just kind of hang loose <laughs> with things didn't feel like um it, uh, doesn't always feel like he has to or should put himself out there front and center I guess. Um, whereas Kareem has never been afraid to stand up, even if it would make him unpopular. Um, and I think that's why he's so great. You know, he towers above people. Not in, like it's, I guess I'd say it this way Jordan leaps above people. You know, uh, magic flashes <laughs> past people or above, above his peers, above all the other point guards who are not six foot nine. Kareem just kind of towers an immovable rock and that to me has always been much more who Sherlock is but if you're Sherlock you have this maybe almost um jealous or bitter fascination you know wonder at Mycroft who just feels the freedom to be whoever he is to be as you know um insouciant as he is you know to to um play pranks and sleep around and whatever and you know in this issue we see a little bit of that and i don't know i i think kareem in writing mycroft is a bit seems to me to be a bit writing what he sees not what he is um i could be wrong about that i i don't mean to to judge mr abdul jabbar but i don't think i think you become the nba's all-time greatest scorer by being um consistent as a rock sometimes boring as heck but um but simply awesome and majestic in that height you know in that grandeur um that's sherlock to me um so how does sherlock write mycroft um how would sherlock holmes write the michael jordan um comic book <laughs> All right. I thought this comparison might wind up with more substance. It hasn't. <laughs> I guess I'm just excited to read Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's comic book about Mycroft Holmes. Um, maybe the last thing that I will say about it is about nerdiness. Uh, I've revealed my Sherlock nerdiness and my 
basketball nerdiness. And certainly, um, I have a comics nerdiness that you already know about. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. Um, I look at somebody like Kareem, who is obviously a polymath, um, somebody who knows a whole lot about a whole lot, who devoted his life to perfecting skill in something and yet did not use that as an excuse not to pursue other things, his faith in spirituality, his um, politics, his, um, his you know, interest in the arts. Um, he's a renaissance man, and, um, and that's why he's a cultural ambassador. Um, and how, how do you do that? You know, how do you, how do you be a um, jack of all trades and still such a master of not just one? Um, how do you nerd out but become a, um, a poly nerd, a, <laughs> a omni nerd? Um, that to me is very interesting. Um, and I, I don't, I think certainly Kareem is, um, uh, a icon, <laughs> a figurehead for Omni nerds, but, um, he's certainly not the only one. Um, I, I don't know, maybe I'm a little bit of an Omni nerd myself. I'm probably a little bit more of the Jack of many trades, master of n nothing at all. <laughs> I don't do anything well, including, um, uh, wrapping up podcasts at uh, appropriate time or finishing my dissertation writing for that matter. But that's another story. Um, and I, I wonder about Kareem thinking about himself as a Renaissance man, as a person who knows so much about so much, is able to do so much, and how that figures into him telling the story about this kind of character, you know, Mycroft and Sherlock. And a world um, during Victoria era England, where um, you know the refinement of your cultural knowledge, your 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 sort of master of the universe um, status, <laughs> was um, was downright heroic. Which is exactly why somebody as knowledgeable as Sherlock um, could be such an appealing hero at the time. Um, yeah. All right. Maybe I was glimpsing at the very end at some significance <laughs> right there. But um, yeah, this has been The Paulist on a new comic book day talking about Mycroft Holmes and the Apocalypse Handbook. Check it out from Titan Comics um, by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Raymond Orstfield, Obstfeld, excuse me, Mr. Obstfeld, and Joshua Kassara. Um, good fun comics. And um, Kareem. All right, that's it. Keep reading. <laughs>